took the draft order. So, this is how we're gonna do it. I spent a lot of time, put a lot of effort into it, got very excited. So, that'll go over there. This Everyone is on the count of three, put your hand in, pull out a piece of paper. Here we go, one, two, three. Oh, wow. There it this is. This is really exciting. Number oh, four. Number six. Number one. Number one. <laughs> Tim Brady, mother Congratulations. But that is not where you're going to be drafting. See the kids over there? The kid with your number is your kid. Where they finish in the race is where you draft. Huh, bitches? You, you didn't even pick your own child. That's good because she's not that fast. Dynasty, Debbie, Redraft, DFS, and Betty. Gridiron Fantasy Show has got you covered. Featuring my guys, Paul Edgington and... Derek Cook. Take it away, boys. Welcome in this week's episode of the Gridiron Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Paul Edgington, joined by my co-host, Beatbox and Derek Cook. Derek, how are you doing tonight? Beep boop, beep boop. Uh, robot Derek over here. I'm I'm doing all right, man. I'm drinking a, um, you know me, my Mountain Dew, and I love Mountain Dew. I'm trying a new one. It's a Baja Passion Fruit Punch, so we'll see how this goes for me. It's okay. It's but interesting combination. Yeah, it's different. I still think I prefer regular Baja Blast, but uh, it's okay. But overall, had a good week. Uh, another successful week back at work. Uh, I should say first successful week back at work, I think. And working tomorrow, so I'm tomorrow's going to be rough. I'm going to be tired, but I'm hanging in there. How have you done? How are you doing? How's the move? Oh, it's, it's going great. Haven't packed much, but got you know delivery of furniture ordered. Got my internet set up. Uh, what else did I do? I got I did some other. Oh, shit. the love seat, the sectional. Yeah, I got the seat, chair, whatever. Yeah, I got all that ordered, ready to be delivered. Internet's ready to be put in before we get down there, and working on washer dryer. Got a new kitchen oh, table, table set up. Cabinet, china cabinet, right? Yeah, I'm just got china of, cabinet. No china. Got more shit going to the new house. Than I do packed at the old house right now. Right. That's my day tomorrow. Dropping the dog off at grooming, taking the kids to grandma, and packing all damn day. Packing all day with the wife, that's what we like to hear. Uh, yeah, I'd rather just be the mule and have have her do the packing, and I'll do the unloading. And loading. Yeah, I hear you on that. I don't like packing or unpacking. Well, packing is the worst. I would, yeah, <clears throat> I would rather just move it. I'd rather just... I hate moving in general, but... It's terrible. Yeah. Especially when you have so much shit like us. Doesn't doesn't help how far you're going. No, it doesn't. But the good thing is, this hefty defty dining room table after next week's podcast episode, it's looking like we're going to tear it down and throw it away at like three o'clock in the morning. So yeah, we'll have to give some good old knocks to it before we do. Yeah, so. might as well rough it around since we're getting rid of it. Well, not yet. It's heavy. It might fall. But yeah, and the dog is under there. Well, at least he's got a cage. It's a pretty flimsy cage for a heavy table. It is what it is. Let's check. Let's check the integrity of that cage. No, no, not tonight. He's yeah, tonight he's got a groomer tomorrow. Yeah, let's do it next week. Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll do it next week after he's been seen by the public. <laughs> right. But so, but this week's episode or episodes is going to be a combination of Dynasty Debbie, no real 
separation this week. We're probably we're gonna do at least one episode, possibly part two, if we go long enough. But how everybody talks, I'm sure you've heard of the term cornerstone rankings. Uh, typically, people base that on the current rookies, the previous year's rookies, and the rookie draft coming up. So, current cornerstone rankings will be based on the 22, 23, and 24 rookie classes. Right. So we are taking it a step further and going to do combined, complete, and overall dynasty and Debbie rankings. So we're not looking at just three classes. We're looking at our full mm-hmm. dynasty rankings and then all four classes in college yeah. combined. One it, it, it's really an unspecified number of classes. It's it's dynasty with every Debbie class. Yep, and I feel like that's a much better measure of the overall landscape and. Because a lot of people use cornerstone rankings to build a team, and 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 but, to a degree, cornerstone are okay. But then you're leaving out guys like Mahomes, Allen, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow. I mean, you're leaving out some big pieces. Yeah, absolutely. Especially so, if you look at the current three classes, you would base it around your your quarterback options are extremely limited. That you don't really want to be building around. Your top three quarterbacks would be the likes of, like, obviously Caleb Williams, Trevor Lawrence, Tra- Justin Trevor Fields. Trevor Lawrence would be applicable. Oh, you're right. Exactly. You're right. So, yeah. We're looking at Kenny Pickett's class. C.J. Stroud, Bryce, A. Rich. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm, I'm tre- Trevor Lawrence going into year three. Yeah. See, it's... That's what I mean. You're, you're extremely limiting yourself. The QB, Kenny Pickett's QB class, I, I don't like a single QB in that class. So. No, don't even like him. Right. So it's just not to. We made our, we made our Kenny Pickett remarks known. Yeah, so it's not very, uh, very it's, actionable or useful in my I opinion. Think it's a, yeah, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a good benchmark for a list. No, I mean, running backs would probably be the only position given how. Age-driven, we are at the position nowadays. That you know, those three, you know, we're talking what, twenty-one to twenty-three, twenty-four-year-olds. That's about the life shelf of a dynasty running back that people really want nowadays. Yeah, but you, you go that same route. Cornerstone ranks running backs kind of useless. Just go young. I mean, it's my opinion. You could, yeah. But the point I'm trying to get across is we don't find cornerstone rankings very. Actionable useful. or the best route. And useful. Yep, so we completely said fuck that. We're doing Dynasty, Debbie, Combine, overall rankings. Gives you a better overall picture of the landscape of the rookies you have now in the upcoming next four classes, how we view them currently. I know you and I talked on the phone the other day while you were hammering out your rankings and interesting to see where we landed with like some of the 24 guys and 25 guys and just how high we would really rank them currently like Drew Aller yeah he's a top 18 top 15 I have him ranked very highly and you know he hasn't done much in college another one MHJ we both have him as a wide receiver 3 overall Overall. behind JJ and Jamar Uh, Brock Bowers we both have him tight in three, behind Pitts and Kelsey. How high we think on that? We also play tight end premium, and I think that tight ends are our kind of our niche. So mm-hmm. you know, and Brock Brock Bowers, I feel like could be 
another unicorn. Well, absolutely, unicorn in a different way from Kyle Pitts. There's more yeah. than one more way than one to be way unicorn. To be, right. Right. Like here, running backs. From my 13th through 16th, I got Rocket Sanders, Travion Henderson, both of the 24 class, followed by Nick Singleton and Quinch, Quinchon Junkins of the 25 class. Now, I have them ranked over Najee Harris, Miles Sanders, Ronjay Stevenson, DeAndre Swift, all the old guys. Kamara, Cook, Mixon. You know, playing a Debbie League, you offer me one of those four guys for any of these older gentlemen. Please, you need a younger asset. I mean, I'm I'm not too far off of you. Um, my top eleven running back wise are are all NFL guys, or mm-hmm. yeah, including rookies. Uh, but then at twelve, I've got Travion. You know, and then I got J.K. Nick Chubb, and then I got Rocket Sanders, Nick Singleton. Like you said, then Najee, then Quinshawn Judkins, Miles Sant. Got twenty three or twenty four and twenty five guys ahead of some decent assets. Because yeah. I think that's that. I mean, that's where I value them. It's where I would put them. Like you said, if if we're in a Debbie league and you say, "Hey, I'll give you," uh, I don't know, Travion Henderson for J.K. Dobbins. And fuck yeah, all day, all day. I'll take that. And it's not only applicable to Debbie leagues. You can also look at it in terms of draft picks. Oh, yeah. Well, certainly, certainly. I mean, it doesn't have to be necessarily correlated to Trevion Henderson. But, you know, just if it was the 103 and 24, 102 and 24, yeah. Fuck yeah. And one guy I really want to talk about this week, not being a homer, but we talked about him a little bit offline, Donovan Edwards. I told you I feel like he's primed for a breakout season to really put some more good tape on Wax and show people what he can really do. He had the broken hand last year, so played one-handed second half of the year. He also had a partially torn meniscus from the Hawaii game in week two that he played with the whole year. I want you to elaborate on his hand injury, though. What's his dominant hand? Oh, yeah, you wouldn't realize it, but he's left-hand dominant and he broke his left hand. Right. But he still put that ball in the right hand and shoved it down Ohio State's throat on many other teams when Blake Corum went out. So he showed he can go between the tackles, one-handed or not. And then his freshman year is really when people started taking notice of his receiving abilities. He dropped like it was like 198 yards against like Rutgers a, on like, like a five, the 200-yard receiving game on four or five catches, and yeah. he made he was split out wide and in the slot. It wasn't. Deacon dunks out of the backfield. He can be split out as a weapon and run some routes for you. Right. And then he showed last year, like I said, running in between the tackles when he had to be the early down back during Blake Corb's injury. And this year comes back fully healthy hands, fully healthy knee. Blake Corb's coming back fully healthy as well. So they're, they're going to be ready to go. I'm excited to see what Blake Corb can do being full. Sorry. Donovan Edwards. I'm also excited about Blake Corn, but more so Edwards for a Debbie aspect of what he can do being fully healthy. Plus having Blake Corn alongside to you know take some of the heat off of him and off the weight of his shoulders. Kind of split the wear and tear too, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I know I have him RB twenty four in my overall rankings. Originally I had him a lot lower. I think I had him might have been like mid to low thirties. And then you and I talked about him and kind of brought me back to earth a little bit. Might have been a little bit of my uh, hatred for the maize and blue. 
Uh, but, What's understandable but, when he slammed the door on your guys' foot with those two long runs in the second half. He's about to drop again. I got him at 26. I, I think I think it's fair. 26, 24, we're, we're close. Um, kid's a beast, man. I've had him over Blake Corum pretty much every year. Uh, yep, the, I've had him the same. He's always been ranked ahead of him since he stepped he stepped foot on campus. Michigan. Yeah. I mean, no knock against Blake Quorum. He's a great back in his own right. Just two different types of players. And Blake Quorum will still get drafted next year. Oh, no, no doubt about it. I'd, I'll have a couple shares of Blake. I mean, right now, I would have Donovan Edwards as my running back three in the 24 class behind Rocket Sanders being one. Travion being two. And then I have Donovan Edwards three. So ahead of Braylon Allen, Will Shipley, uh, EJ Smith. I mean, it's, I'm right in the same boat. I've, I've got him as my RB3 in the 24 class. Same players ahead of him, different order. And, and, and then I'm the Buckeye number one. No shame yeah, in that. Yeah, no. Hard not to. I mean, realistically right now, I think Travion is better than Raheem Sanders. But there is a good possibility that Raheem overtakes him. It could happen. And I'd be okay with that. And it could just be as simple as maybe Raheem's built better body-wise. He could withstand more hits and not be as often injured as Travion. I'll I'll put this on record now. If Travion repeats what he did last year, he's not my RB1 in 24. No doubt about it. I mean, he didn't have a bad year. Injury and missing time. I, not no offense to him. If you get injured, you get injured. But if if you cannot stay healthy, your best ability is availability. Did I say that right? You did. Yes. Yes. So if you're not available every game, I don't want you. I don't care how talented you are if you can't stay on the field. And he got a good amount of work for an Ohio State running back in that Ryan Day offense. He just wasn't very efficient. Yeah, he missed like three or four games too, though. Because he had what I think he had like three or four games of 17, 18 carries, but. Didn't even hit 90 rush yards. <clears throat> yeah, I know that we were... I can't remember who we were exactly watching, but he had like 18 rushes for 100 and <coughs> 100 plus yards, and that was like one of his only 100-yard games I feel like last year. Yeah. Michigan State. He didn't have as many big plays as as he did his freshman year. His freshman sure. year, he boomed a lot. Last year was more... He seemed like the hammer. He couldn't mm-hmm. break free. He couldn't do what Nick Singleton do and was in Happy Valley, was getting to the outside and getting past the first and second level. Yeah, I don't know if it was necessarily because maybe uh, C.J. Stroud had developed more as a passer and was a better passer last year maybe, and he didn't get quite the opportunity or what. Um, but, yeah, Travion wasn't as efficient and, frankly, didn't didn't have anywhere near the yardage or the explosiveness he did his freshman year, which I thought would have been huge leaps and bounds from freshman to sophomore year because, was it Mick Marotti? Mariotti? Strength coach, whoever. Yeah, you know, Mariotti. Had, having for two years, second year, normally you see big, Ohio State running backs typically see big jumps from freshman to sophomore year. Yeah, but maybe that was being hampered by injuries. Who knows? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, nothing against Travion, and I, you, you're a rocket homer, so I'm, you know, nothing against you. Obviously nothing against me, it's Travion, and there's, I'm sure there's some prospect fatigue in there too, We're talking about Travion for, this will be three years now, you know, so... We, we kind of know what Travion is as long as he can stay healthy. Yeah. I just don't want him to see go to sent down the same path like DeAndre Swift, who I have ranked right above him. So, Yeah, they are in a similar 
trajectory so far in terms of college, often injured, but great talents that NFL could very possibly be high on. But unfortunately, look at Swift so far. He hasn't lived up to the talent hype, at least in the fantasy community, that we had hoped for in Detroit. Could turn around in Philly, but being a running back, uh, it's not as likely for him to turn around and Philly, be what we wanted. Yeah, Philly is about the best spot he could have landed in, being in his hometown and what Philly's doing. He might get another contract. It's not going to be what he wants, I'm sure, but we'll see. Yeah, he'll benefit from being paired with Jalen Hurts as well as that stout offensive line, possibly the best offensive line in the league. So hopefully we won't see as many injuries. That Dude. offense in general is just tenfold better than the Lions, too. Uh, the Lions, I don't know, man. Last season, absolutely. But going forward, I don't think the Lions are creeping up on well, yeah, possibly being a top eight-ish offense, maybe. Well, they top five scoring last year. Um, but look at it overall. Jalen over Jared. Yeah. Easily. I get, I would say, Gibbs over DeAndre. Yeah. I get that. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith over Amon Ra and Jameson Williams. Yeah. Dallas Goddard over Sam Laporta. For now. For now. Maybe not for long. I rest my case. You do, but the reason Eagle, Eagles, Eagles O-line over Lions O-line. Also close. Uh, by pubic hair. Yeah. That Lions O-line is pretty damn good. It is. It's very guess, underrated because my they opinion, are the fucking Lions. Yeah, in my opinion, that is the sole reason why Jared Goff is doing good. Oh, yeah. That, they've kept him upright. Just like when he was doing his thing out in L.A., it was right. because that offensive line was one of the, the best. O-line and McVay was opening up the playbook. Jared Goff is not a bad quarterback by no. any means. No, people misconstrued because of the trade. With Matthew Stafford in real life, but, but he is not a bad guy. Bad. If you're not giving your quarterback time, shit's going to happen. He's not going to be very good, and Derek pours himself another Mountain Dew. Nice cup of ice. A little fizz. There we go. Uh, I apologize. I got thirsty. But, no, I, I feel like Jared Goff has been, you know, thrown through the shredder and not been given a, the, a quite fair shake. shake, yes, for his career. He He's good. I mean, I... Keep him upright. He can shred your defense. He proved that last year. In my combined Debbie Dynasty rankings, I have him as QB 18. I got him at 19. So. Right there with you. I mean, take that for what it's worth. And and, he, and he's I've only got, 28. Right. He'll be 29 mm-hmm. during the season. So I've got three Debbie guys ahead of him, and I think two rookies. So. I got three Debbie guys, three rookies. I think they're back. I have three rookies as well. So not outside. You take away the young guys. As I mean, you take away the Debbies and the young guys. You're talking about six guys. You're talking about QB twelve. Yeah, he's QB one. And I, I've said before many times offline to you as well as on the podcast. I think he's going to get a big boy extension from Detroit if they repeat the success of last year. I put money down on a couple different bets that they're going to be the division winners. Oh, easily. I think they so. do that. I think he's going to get. He'll definitely get the extension, and that'll be about the end of the Hidden Hooker stash. Unfortunately yeah. for me, because I got a few shares. Yeah, I don't think I have any Hidden shares, but I, I, 
I am going to follow him, obviously. We've been talking about him for a little while now. Um, but, yeah, if he plays as, as good as he did last year, I don't think there's any question they extend him. And then they make the Rams look like a bunch of dumbasses for making the trade they made and arguably trading away the better quarterback. Yeah, depending on how you want to view that, absolutely. Longevity-wise, yeah, I'd say the Lions have won that deal. But the Rams did what they do. Trade away everything and won a Super Bowl that they shouldn't have won, but that's a different story. Yeah, that's a that's a different story for the Bengals fans. That is. That sure is. But they can golf, very good quarterback. I would love to have him as my QB two in a super flex league. Oh, I take golf as my QB two every day to Sunday. I don't have any shares of him, unfortunately, but I think I'm gonna try to get some. I would think that I don't know how the community stands on him personally, but I would think that he is undervalued and you could get him for a very fair price. Yeah, unless you're listening to this podcast and then, you know, it's probably not a very good chance you're going to get him for a decent price with the way we've talked him up, or more so me. But, you know, quarterback-wise, like you said, I have Caleb Williams, QB6, and then uh, May and Ewers, 14 and 15. I have Caleb Williams, 6 also. I think that's I mean, easy. Top five QBs in the league. I have a hard time putting Caleb Williams top five QB in the league. I was fighting with myself about him versus Lamar, but I give the edge to Lamar. Lamar just got extended. He's got a couple new weapons. A whole new offense. offense. So let's give Lamar a chance. I've been kind of down on Lamar a little bit, but I'm I'm not going to hold that against him. Let's see how he looks. Caleb's still in college. Let's let's hold off a little bit. Uh, Anthony Richardson, I've got at 11. You said 10. Yeah, right. I got him 10. Um, Drake, I've got it 14, and Quinn, I've got it 16. Who's 15th? Bryce. Well, you got him in 17. So I got. I would. I only want Anthony Richardson in this class. Give me Caleb, Drake, Quinn over Bryce, CJ. Maybe Shadur Sanders, maybe JJ McCarthy, depending on how they shake out in terms of draft capital. I've seen McCarthy mock top 15 pick already, the very early mocks. That's insane. It is. You never know. No, you don't. I just... Let's say he does get that draft capital. I I want him over Bryson CJ. I've got JJ as my QB 45. Let's see here. I got him 33. So, a little bit higher. Where do you have Michael Penix? 32. Speaking of Michael Penix, you know, maybe a little off topic from the Debbie Dynasty combined stuff. But we all know what Joe Burrow did. Mm-hmm. We know he did his senior year, came out of fucking nowhere, lit the world on fire. Top pick. Not saying we have a Joe Burrow in this class in terms of being elite like him, but I think we got a handful of seniors or fourth year plus players in this class that we can see make huge strides, a big rise. Late Such as Joe Burrow. Right. We've got Penix, my boy Bo Nix, Spencer Rattler, DJU. I think Penix is probably the most likely one to rise that high and make himself first-round pick. He's He's got great tape. He's got two knee injuries, but he made it through last year on Scave. If he makes it through this year, I think he's got a real possibility of being a first-round pick. The, the thing that Penix has... Or doesn't have that the other two guys have, uh, being Spencer Rattler, DJU, is like 
no super down seasons. Like, yeah, when he's been on the field, he has been extremely good. He right. had Indiana. Right. That's what I'm getting at. Like, he doesn't have lackluster, terrible performance. I mean, he'll have some a little bit of stinkers, but not like a season like Spencer yeah. Rattler and DJU. So I'm, I'm with you. I think Michael Penix is he's, – he's got the potential to have that Joe Burrow trajectory this year. Yeah, I think he's, he's most likely, but I think Bo Nix is right there with him. I mean, Bo Nix looked great last year. He did, except against Georgia. Yeah, but after that, he was on fire the rest of the season. And I think he'll continue that second year being in that offense. Another year with Troy Franklin. They get a big-time weapon and freshman jury on Dickey. Bucky Irving showed out, broke out. It's one of my top running backs in the 24, 24 class. He's a top five running back to me ahead of Will Shipley. Yeah, you heard that. Uh, them, them fighting words there, buddy. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, he is 24 because he did a year at Minnesota and transferred. It's okay. I had Bucky Irving ahead of Will Shipley. I have him ahead of Will Shipley, too. You should. Will Shipley is, outside of Travion, probably running back-wise, the most prospect fatigue prospect. Yeah. Did great his freshman year. And, oh, Christian McCaffrey, because he's fucking white, of course. And then he had a good sophomore year, but he did it. Much like Travion Henderson. Came on hot as a freshman, cooled off as a sophomore. Now, look at their draft-eligible year, see what they're going to do again. I feel like that's more to the tune of Clemson not being as good. Uh, his freshman year, I think, overall, the team was better. They had a better record. I feel like they... They had Brett Venables on defense. They were just the better team. Yeah. Last year, Venables without in Oklahoma. So, uh, but I, I agree with you. Will Shipley is arguably might be more prospect than Travion, but um, I still like Will Shipley. But yeah, Bucky Irvin. He's I think he's my running back three in twenty four. Running back three. That's interesting. I was listening, uh, watching the live stream of the Debbie Debate Show. No, four. I'm sorry, Donovan Edwards. There you go. Now you're thinking right there. Sorry. But I was watching the live stream of the Debbie Debate show from Campus to Canton from not yesterday, so uh, Wednesday, I believe it was, Wednesday night. And they were talking about Bucky Irving, and our boy Matt Bruning, C2C, is just not a Bucky Irving fan. There was Bucky Irving slaying her left and right coming from those guys for the most part. It was about 50-50. Half like Bucky, half Tim. There were four guys on this show, Felix, Matt, and they had a couple guests on. And it seems like that's the way the Debbie community overall is. It's You love him or you hate him. You think he's got it, or you think he does it. He's not. He's too small. But it's the notion with a lot of people. I, I mean, I, I can get down with that, but I feel like what a lot of people were having a hard time doing is tape, taking their fandom out of it. They... Catch what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of people that are, you know, like, I mean, say me, for example. I'm an Ohio State fan. I I do have a little bit of fandom in this, but I I, I don't solely base my shit around the fandom of it. Like, I've got Kyle McCord. I don't think I have him on my list. I took McCord and Devin Brown completely out. Right. Until someone's named starter. Right. Because I I redid my, my Debbie rankings, at least. I... Did a little bit of a different way. I took after um, the Debbie dashboard, Brandon Lejeune. He, the way in his beautiful Notion database, I'm very jealous. I wish I could have something like that. That thing is fucking 
has everything you want for a C2C Debbie and now diving in more so the Dynasty. It's got about every bit of information, rankings, everything you could fucking want. But his, much like what I updated mine, he, he has his rankings, there's like a tier break, and then there's a watch list of guys that presumably he wants to see more out of before he... Before he puts them in anywhere. Exactly. That's right. that's what I did with mine. We what would, I did probably would have been called roster cloggers before. That's more or less what they are, right? Yeah. That's what I did with mine. I ranked the guys <coughs> I've seen enough from, whether it's high school or college tape, that I feel comfortable putting an actual number next to them or tier. And then I got a break and I got a watch list of guys. Much like Ohio State, I got their quarterbacks and... Right above the Alabama quarterbacks. I don't have any of them ranked until a starter's named. Then I'll reevaluate. No reason to rank them if you don't know who's starting or what they look like. Exactly. I mean, we, we came up with some pretty strong opinions based on the spring game, but a lot can change between the spring and football season. Absolutely. They're you know they're not practicing, but you know they're they're still throwing the ball. They're still working out. Blah blah blah. They're still getting better. Right. So maybe McCord just had an off day, off spring game. You go out there and look at a lot of reports, and people think he is one of the most talented QBs in the country. Yeah. I mean, it was, <coughs> I didn't see that in the spring game, but if if any of that holds truth or holds water, I mean, he did. It could be. It's possible. Yeah, it's very possible. So we'll have to wait for fall ball to kick off and see him against the fully healthy Devin Brown to see who the better man is for the job. And I'm pulling for Devin Brown. And me too. Personally, but so I've heard the same thing about McCord, five-star kid, and Hoopla, and he's great. He's he's gonna be the Dwayne Haskins again. One year playing, gonna light on fire, gonna be a first-round pick. So far, we've seen the complete opposite of that. We've seen Spencer Rattler, Spencer Rattler type trajectory of all the hype and the goods, and just doesn't can't put it on put it all together. Yeah. So far, I wasn't impressed with. Really, any of the throws during the spring game. I, I'm pulling for Devin Brown, same thing. I would rather Devin Brown have him for two years. Yeah. And Kyle McCord, you know, transfer, go play something, maybe go to LSU. Maybe. You maybe. Know, transfer out and go play two years and do the Joe Burrow thing again. Yeah. One of them's gone. Whether it's before the season or whatever, whenever the next transfer portal cycle opens, whoever loses that job, I I gotta believe is gone. They've gotta be. I don't see there's any reason for him to stick around really, unless I mean obviously this season, as far as I can remember, the next transfer once the season gets going, it's December like fifth, I think, yeah. when the transfer portal reopens. So they're stuck for this year. Maybe an unfortunate injury happens or someone just completely shits the bed and they get their opportunity to run away with it. But I think whoever's the starter day one, as long as they're a name starter and they don't do the Michigan and we're going to play half a game and then determine who the starter is. Yeah. If someone walks in a week one, you're my QB one. I think that guy holds the job the whole year. I don't see him losing it barring an injury. I, I don't I'm, see I'm Ryan never, He's flip-flopping. Yeah. He's, he wants <clears> his <throat> guy. And that's it. I wouldn't be surprised if Ryan Day knows who this guy is right now. I mean, as far as what I've heard, uh, Kyle McCord has been his guy since he recorded, recruited the kid. Devin Brown obviously brought him as well, but 
McGord was like the golden child of since Ryan Day's been the head coach and recruiting his own players. Right. That's been like his number one prospect that he's brought in out of everyone. He was teammates with Marvin Harrison, right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe playing with the future great Marvin Harrison Jr. in high school propped him up. He did play in Seattle, I believe, or Washington State. I mean, not the greatest high school competition, a la Arch Manning. So maybe there's something to that. But we'll see. So hopefully Devin Brown can pull it out now that he's fully healthy and we'll get a fair shot at it as opposed to Ian. Also, you know, missing Marvin, Igbuka, Fleming mm-hmm. from the spring game may be affected that as well. It's it's yeah, that's entirely possible too. He didn't have chemistry, didn't have reps with any of them because you got to think it was you know Carnell Tate. I think Brandon Ennis was there, was he? He's not that. Yeah, so it was Carnell Tate. Was it Xavier Washington? Xavier Johnson. Sorry, Xavier Johnson. Uh, Jaden Ballard. Yeah, I mean, not saying they're nobodies, but they're not not the first team rep guys. Right. Unfortunately for Brandon Ennis, his high school he goes to American Heritage, I think, in Florida. They don't allow early. Yeah, they're, early they're, they're one of the pipeline schools, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. They don't allow early graduation, so he's stuck till the summer. He doesn't get a chance to roll early, unfortunately for him. Because if Cardinal Tate did that, I can only imagine the hype we'd be giving Brandon Ennis right now. Yeah. Brandon Ennis might be playing quarterback. If, if McCord and Devin <laughs> Brown are playing like this, I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. I, I say that because just go look at some Brandon Ennis tape. Oh yeah, one of the first times I will try to look up some stuff on him, and every every handful of plays he's playing fucking quarterback for two three plays in a row, running the option, throwing a deep. I'm like, what is this shit? Oh yeah, it wasn't just like wildcat type shit. I mean, he was like chucking the ball forty or fifty yards in the air. Nice, plays. good throws. It's like that kid's just an athlete. And so what what did I turn on here? It's the same Brandon S. Did I spell it right? Did I forget an S? Ohio State's got some some shit cooking here in Columbus, unfortunately. Outside of the QB room. Yeah, outside the QB room. And even the running back room, really. I mean, outside of Travion and Mayan, you got Dallin Hayden. That, you know, showed flashes. But could he be a guy on that level? Who knows? He'll get his chance next year. He could be, but I'm not a fan of one-year starting running backs. And then there's Evan Pryor. Yeah, but he... Pretty much fizzled out as soon as he stepped foot on campus. He did, but he's healthy now. So maybe he'll get to reclaim some of what he lost. But your OC's running back, future-wise, is not looking too... Not looking too hot. No, it's not. Because they do. I feel like Ryan Day is kind of focusing on his quarterback and receivers. Well, it's hard the to. running back is like the... The, the redhead stepchild. No, it, it is. As long as we have a running back that can go out there and get... 70, 80 yards. I think that's more what we're going. You know, and you you got a wide receiver room that's average ranking is 4.6 stars. It's hard to need a five-star running back, I guess. Apparently so. Just take the three-star like Mayan Williams. And I think Dallin Hayden was a four-star, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was. Yep. Okay. I think Evan Pryor was a high four-star, low five-star. And yeah. Obviously, Travion was a high five-star. He was like a 19th rated recruit in the country. He was a big boy. Now he's fizzling out a little bit, but I think he'll bounce back. If he stays healthy, I think he'll be fine. OC would be one of those more interesting teams to watch 
more of the most interesting teams to watch. And not by their normal standards. Just like Bama this year, they're going to be very interesting to watch. Not because they'll be dominant or they got all these NFL prospects that were set on. It's a lot of unknown, a lot of mystery. It's, it's going to be fun. It's good for the The only good for the sports for Ohio State are the wide receiver room and the running back room. Yeah. I'm and hearing that's good, if the guys are healthy in the running back room. Yeah, I'm hearing good things about the defense. So I'm, I'm staying hopeful. Uh, also hearing good things about Kyle McCord. Staying hopeful. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what uh, Jim Knowles can do. If he can I guess do what he was brought in to do. I guess he's excited. I mean, I'm excited for like Lorenzo Styles coming in. Uh, Sonny Styles is going to play. So I'm I'm excited. I'm going to see some other, other type of stuff. Yeah, JTT's back on one end, and Jack, hopefully Jack Sawyer. Yeah, hopefully Columbus kid Jack Sawyer get the other side of him. Pickerton boy. Yeah, Pickerton Central. Nope, he didn't go to purple. He went to silver. Nope, that's old and tangy. Black and silver, I think, is north. Did you say it's Pick Central or Pick North? Pick North is where he went. Yes. Okay. He didn't go to. To the Tigers, nope. He was not with Sonny Styles. He was a very good basketball player as well. Jack Sawyer, yeah. Yeah, he was a beast on the hardwood. I heard, if I remember correctly, I think he played quarterback a little bit yeah. last year high school because their starting quarterback got hurt. So, yeah. Not saying he was good, but... The best football player they got, so fuck it. Play, play quarterback. <laughs> right. Well, it'll be fun to watch those two teams in a good way for the sport. More, more parity, not... I'm tired of seeing the Dominants like fucking Georgia. They got a dog shit schedule, and they're going to go out there and dominate for, what, the third, fourth year third in a row? Third, fourth year in a row, yeah. Just not fun watching that anymore. Well, I, I mean, it's, it's kind of the same thing, honestly, as, like, the college football playoffs last year. The the national championship game was a fucking snooze fest. You know? Yeah. The Ohio State, Ohio State game against Georgia was great. Michigan versus TCU game. I know you lost two, but it was it was also both of those games Good individually football. were better than the national championship game. Yeah, and that's just that's Georgia. I mean, they're not taking anything away from them whatsoever. But go play somebody, goddammit. I was so hoping because we had two Big Ten teams last year that it was going to be Ohio State Michigan. Yeah, I was I hoping was so too. So hoping. Because then I was going to fucking shove it down every SEC fan's throat. But Georgia again. Just had to fuck it up. Both of us. Georgia again. Yeah. Fucking. I remember the kickers. I don't even remember. Noah Ruggles. Yeah. Noah Ruggles? Yep. Yeah. Can't kick a field goal outside of 45 yards. Yeah, that one's great. Fucking. Why well, left right at midnight? I was like, please miss before midnight. All right, fucking. He kicks the ball. It's 11.59. By the time he misses, it's the new year. Like, damn it, what a way to end, the, end last year and start this year. Yeah, that sucked. That's why I'm glad Michigan the past two years has had the early yeah, game. early slot so I could start the new year on a fresh note. Exactly. And, hey, it was a good one this year watching you guys miss it at midnight. Happy New Year! Yeah! Right. Thank God. I don't have to hear about this from Derek. That, that would have pissed me off. Oh, yeah, we're in the national championship. But we beat you. Fuck you, buddy. We pummeled you to a pulp two years in a row. Fuck you. Somehow, that, that's just Ohio State. That's that's their, your guys' luck. You just, you get in. Even if you don't win the Big Ten. Then you get, that's, you guys second, won the Natty. 
You guys weren't Big Ten champs, were you? No, we were. It was the year we lost to Penn State, went and got destroyed by Clemson. That's what it was, yeah. You guys didn't win the Big Ten and Clemson. Or... I think Michigan State won it that year. No, Michigan State won it the year before. Yeah. I think Cause they got Penn in State. The yeah, and they also got smacked. Worse than what we got smacked by Clemson. They got destroyed. When Michigan State was the fourth seed and played Bama, it was like 50-something to zero. Yeah. When we lost to Clemson, it was like 31 to zero. I'm still bad. Yeah, yeah. I think this is our second time not being Big Ten champion making it. Out. Yeah, I just can remember if it's when you guys won the Natty. Or what? no, when we won the Natty, we beat Wisconsin fifty nine to zero. Yeah, and then shit the bed. You shit the bed. I mean the the following year. Oh yeah, yeah that yeah. That's when we lost. No, we lost to Michigan State that year. Yeah, because that's how they got in. Yeah. And. And the following year, I think we lost to Penn State, and they made it in. Because we I don't were, think Penn State's made it to the playoff. No, when we lost to Penn State in the regular season, it was only Big Ten loss, so we didn't yeah, make it yeah. to the Big Ten yeah. championship. That was the year where it was, was looking like a three-way we, tie. Yeah, that was... I might be getting years mixed up. The year that the Cardo Jones and uh, JT Barrett, QB, kerfuffle was the year we lost to Michigan State. And that was the year Zeke was pissed because he said that I didn't get the ball enough. We went 11-1. and I think Michigan State went 12-1, and but they won the Big Ten Championship. They went. We didn't. Mm-hmm. I think – I don't know what we did pro season that year. I might have played USC. Yeah, I think we did. We played USC. That was the year we uh, beat – what's his name? Sam Darnold. Yeah, fuck Sam Darnold. No surprise there. We, we've gotten lucky. Yeah, no doubt about it. Back out of a little college football talk and back to our bean potatoes, as we call it here. Our little combined rankings. You know, I have, personally, I've only seen one other place or, you know, fantasy outlet, whatever you want to call. Uh, the Debbie Royale. Shout out to those guys over there. I, they're the only other people I've seen put out these type of rankings and content. A combined. Yeah, yeah no, like so other people are Dynasty or Debbie or Cornerstone is very still a growing type of ranking. Not everyone does it, but some like uh, Dynasty League Football does it. And their destination Debbie used to have Cornerstone rankings. Well, we talked about doing a Cornerstone ranking, but then we kind of came to the conclusion together that that's just not not right. Now this, even doing the rankings was extremely challenging. Trying to do... To me, this is just a rough draft. Oh, yeah. I'm, so, there's going to be a lot of... This is nowhere near complete. I'm, of course, going to update our you know, normal Debbie Dynasty rankings, but I think this will be my main... When I'm when I'm evaluating my Dynasty rosters, whether it's a Debbie or a regular Dynasty, I think this will be the rankings I turn to more than most. This will be the reference piece, the resource, yeah. yeah especially in those middle-of-the-road rebuilding teams. Um, look at this more than just my regular dynasty rankings, for right. sure. It's a definitely a cool way to look at things. I feel like it gives you a, a better perspective than the whole just looking at next year. I don't. Most people already know what's coming next year. I want to know what's coming the year after that, and even the year after that. Right. I want to know about them twenty five, twenty six guys. Exactly. So that's. I want to do a Debbie dynasty. 
startup. We've talked about it when we shoot this shit a few weeks ago outside. Uh, but no limit on the Debbie players. And you draft Devies in the startup along the dynasty. So if you want Caleb Williams, you take a fucking place order at you know one oh seven and Caleb Williams is your first pick. Right. I wanna do I wanna do one of those. Even if it's just like a mock draft, which I think you and I are gonna do. I'll set up a spreadsheet for us. But I wanna do a league like that and see all the different strategies that people employ in that kind of setup. You see that would be that would be cool because I mean, realistically, after, I mean, my tier two of QBs, there's eight of them, including Caleb Williams. So in that, you know, if eight QBs went, there's a huge tier break. I'd probably wait on a QB. Yeah. I could see, yeah, that's where my tier break is. QB nine starts my third tier. Yeah, same. So many different strategies you can employ in that type of, that type of setup that you go, you're looking at Caleb Williams or J.J., Jamar, B. John Robinson on the clock. Right. It's a very hard choice at that point. But then you got to think, well, you know, if I take Bijan, I'm handcuffing myself to win in the next, I two, mean, three years, two, yeah. three years. But then Bijan, super nice piece. Caleb Williams, good for 10. Yeah. Even Not well, if you'd, you'd think. Well, like we talked about this, even if you take Caleb Williams in the first round, doesn't mean you're going productive struggle. No. You could come back in the second and grab a, there's possibly Deshaun Watson where he's been falling. Uh, Kyler Murray. Yeah, maybe a Kyler. Not the best example due to his injury, but. Tua. You can grab Tua and maybe a third if you wanted to. You can still grab a couple one-down players and even another quarterback. 10, if Paul's not in the league, you might get Anthony Richardson. Yeah. If I'm in the league, you're not, you got no chances. I'll fucking reach for the stars for him, apparently. Right. You're not pigeonholed to productive struggle. We could even say a guy we mentioned earlier, Jared Goff. Yeah, you could. I don't know what his ADP is. I don't. I'm sure it's not that high, but you could probably get, like you said, Deshaun and Jared Goff in the second and third round and be. You could definitely get a, a two uh, okay. uh then you know Bryce, CJ, of course, and third should be available. Oh, Dak. You could probably get yeah. Dak and Dak in the second, two in the third. Kirk. You can you can definitely get him later for the sixth round area, but yeah, there's again you Daniel Jones. I mean there's there's options here. Exactly. You don't have to pick Caleb Williams and set yourself up. I'm fading year one. No, don't have to do that. Or you can get a guy that's going out and probably next two years and Caleb Williams replacing Aaron Rodgers. Probably get him late too. Yeah. Sixth, seventh, eighth round. I mean, if I'm starting off Caleb Williams and I have the chance to grab Marvin Harrison Jr., that'd be hard to pass up. Yeah, then two in the lie. first, second round. Yeah. yeah. Then I'd be completely fine going productive struggle. Yeah, if, if I got two Debbie guys in my first two picks, yeah, I'm... I'm in productive struggle. Yeah, as I was thinking in my head, oh, you know, start off Caleb, MHJ, come back in third, grab Nick Singleton, fade the first year at least, and then start your, get, like I said, get the old crusties. You know, get two uh, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, get those guys around the four, getting, five, six Start getting range. some good value type guys. 
getting you know DJ Moore, those <clears throat> wide receiver twos in that range, getting right. the old crusty <clears throat> running backs no one wants in the seventh, eighth, ninth rounds. You can still start off pretty Debbie heavy and still Be build yourself at least an, a play an older team. competitive team this year. Yeah, it Absolutely. can be done. And I, DeAndre Hopkins late, you know. Yeah, yeah, late as shit now. Nobody, nobody wants D Hop with him. Maybe going to the Patriots. I don't see it. There's least. still plenty of options. Yeah, I think that's going to be our next and probably final startup for the year. Once, once I get moved, settled down in a new state, I think fourth of yeah, we move fourth of July weekend. Before the fourth of July. Oh yeah, yeah. But I think the following weekend, I'm gonna start recruiting, get all that done, and. We can get this thing going and get it, get it done before August before we do our redraft prep and turn our focus towards that and make some, make some of the money back on our productive struggle teams that we're losing out on. I think I've got a couple. Yeah, I've got a couple of them already. I know my Debbie, and the one premier Debbie league, that's a... I've already donated two years. I'm looking at three, at least, <laughs> maybe four. But that's the one I'm loaded for next yeah, year. Yeah, you've got... You've got a, a squad coming in next year. Yeah. So Caleb Quinn, Marvin, Xavier Worthy, Keon Coleman. Yeah, then I know I got Zachary John this year. That's right. He's on my taxi. Yeah, I can't wait for someone to notice that week one. Yeah, what the fuck are you doing with Bijan your taxi? Is that red shirt? Hit Jameer in that one too? No, I no. Wish. That was a different league. That was different league where you trade. Made That's the one, the one I'm competing. Yeah, I had Jameer and Bijan heading up. Yeah. Speaking of that, we didn't do our fucking trade segment, which we will do. I would, well, I was, I was getting there. That's why I said what I said. Which investment's much more on this card? But speaking of trades, I talked to you about this one. I think it was yesterday. I offered a gentleman a deal who's been. We talked about him on the show a little bit. Are we going going back in the in the drafts? Yeah. Or so. The, the DMs going uh, down the DM. We've done a l- little bit of a deep dive on Jalen Waddle and how efficient he is, and I've fallen in love with the numbers from that aspect. Jalen Waddle, young, top five receiver. This team, I'm contending. I have Jamar Chase already, and then it's a bunch of high upside guys: uh, DK, George Pickens, Traylon Burks, Yahan Dotson. So I'm trying to get another monster to pair with, pair with Jameer, uh, Jamar. I do have Jameer Gibbs and Bijan in this one as well. This is team. the one that I have on Keep Trade Cut for you if you want to reference it. Oh, yeah. I gotta, I'd be receiving Jalen Waddle, Devon A-Chain, Michael Mayer, and Kendra Miller. And I'd be sending away DK, K-Makers, Pat F. I do have Kyle Pitts. And then George Pickens. Good old... Keep trade cut has that about as uh, dead even as you can get it. it. Says I should be sending back like a, a late third Deuce Vaughn type of asset, so nothing of consequence. Yeah, the, the one thing I don't like about keep trade cut is the value adjustments because if you keep scrolling down, you're team one, he's team two. The total value you're giving is 17,005, the total value you're getting is 17,064. Yeah, I mean, it's Within like point five of a percent. Yeah, but because he's given up the 
the best the asset, ranked asset and model. Yeah, he gets they a sixteen hundred value adjustment. Their numbers are whatever, but yeah, I mean it's it's fair as fair to me. So I, I offered the gentleman that. I sent him a beautiful exploding offer on Sleeper. He's always very responsive. He looked at it. So I always make sure I send it through the DMs as well that way. Whether it's Sleeper's trade seems to be funky. If you cancel it or something, it doesn't show up in your history of trades. So I always send him through DMs just so I got something to look back on. Right. Like I said, this guy always responds, usually pretty quickly. But he looked at it, didn't respond. That's cool. I sent it for a two-day offer. You got time. So he was thinking it over. And then here comes Sean McVay. K-Makers is going to be a central part of this offense. Thinks he's in for a big year. Blah, blah, blah. Similar shit to what I've been saying already. That I was a big believer in K-Makers. Right. That came out. I was like, oh, I'm win now. Do I really want to trade away Cam and get back A-Chain and Kendra Miller in my running back position? So I rethought it. thought, nope, fuck that. Modified the offer. And offered him... Now, DK, Pat F. Pickens, and a 24-second for Waddle, Mayer, and Jordan Love. So I have no QB3. I have T. Longborough, but no third quarterback. So I thought that was a competitive, decent offer to at least get the negotiations rolling, get a little bit closer if need be. Wow. He comes back that he'd be uh, more likely to accept the first offer. And that he was close to accepting it. But he wasn't sure about bringing on two Steelers to his team and Pickens and Pat F. So that's where we stand. I haven't responded yet. What What do you think of this deal? Do you think... I What I, side do you like more? The Waddle? What you gotta keep trade cut there? I just deleted all of it. Oh, well you fucked up. Basically, Jalen Waddle side would be... My, the only starter of consequence consistently for DK, Cam, Pat F, and Pickens. Yeah, Pickens. And then got high upside in A chain. Kendra Miller is more of a year two play without I Kamara. really like Kendra Miller. I love Kendra Miller. Um, and then that Mayer would be, for Pat F. Kind yeah, of a wash. Kind of a wash. Yeah, Mayer and Pat F are kind of, although I like Pat F, or I have him ranked higher. Uh, it's it's basically a wash. A-chain, I'm kind of on the fence on. Kendra Miller, I'm like two feet in on. We know what Jalen Waddle is. I'd honestly probably take his side, but it's not by much. I mean, it's, like I said, keep trade cut had it. I mean, pretty fucking close. I would probably be more that side. <clears throat> I'm not as big as a fan of cam makers as you are so that might be skewing my judgment a little bit um and i I hate people who are like oh i don't want two guys on the same team on my team Uh, to me that's just a lazy excuse george pickens and pat f both have dynasty value you make the trade whichever one you like more you keep trade the other one it's not that hard. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's more of a redraft thought, in my opinion, that you don't want to put too many eggs in one basket on offense. In case that team shits the bed one week. Right, but we're, we're talking about dynasty extended starting lineups. We're not starting eight. We're starting 10, 11. 
you know, 28 bench compared to six. And it's not a big deal. You're bound to have multiple players and on the a, offense. there's a good chance that you've got a better tight end than Pat F on your team. You know, probably have better wide receivers too. I don't know. Um, but I'd still probably take his side, but it's 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 close. It's very close. I'm debating if I want to revert back to the original offer or see if I can snake Jordan Love from him. I'd really like to have him as a QB3 high upside guy. But got a little bit of a cold feet before I modified the offer and sent that one. Now I'm not 100% sure if I should be doing this deal or not. So I'm going to put the ball on his court and just tell him, you know, if you want to accept the first one, Send well, it over. Well, you, yeah. Uh, I, I would probably lead with that, but just remember some of the stats you're reading about Jalen Waddle that are absolutely insane. Oh, yeah, they're fucking nuts. Him and Jamar could be dangerous together. Yeah. I had Traylon Burks, too. I didn't name him. But him as well. Yeah. I'm... Fucker. That's the league I was trying to get Traylon Burks from you in. Oh, he ain't going nowhere. Oh, I know. He, no, no. I don't want George Pickens. Well, beyond Dotson, it is. I would probably, I, I would probably take Yahan over Pickens. Right now, I think I would too. Yeah, I think Yahan's a he's a sneaky play. He is very sneaky. I think he's going to be hot, very hot, about midway through the season. Yeah, especially if that offense is humming due to Eric Ben being me. Yeah, I mean that. I did. Hey, man, Gibson, I think. Gibson will come back up. Oh, yeah. I Sam, have, Sam Howe's value will shoot up, and uh, Johan Dotson will be yeah, top 30 wide receiver. Probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I did engage in a little bit of Traylon Burks talk, trade negotiation, but they weren't. He wanted to give me Rashad Bateman for him. No. No, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. we talked about that last week. Yes, we well, What's it going to take to get him? I said Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle. I said, oh, you, you can shoot me Tyreek Hill, and you can have him. Yeah. So I'm not trading Traylon before he has a breakout season I think he's going to have. Right. You can come knocking. I'm, I'm putting a lot of eggs in that basket this year, buddy. Right. You, you can come knocking later on after he breaks out and pay the real price for him if you want him. Right. You're not getting him for cheap because I, I already have him valued highly. Yeah, it's the age-old case of current value where it's what you think they're – future value is going to be. It's risk-reward. Yeah, and it's you always know. managers like that that I, I need to buy him low and I'm not paying you more than what his value is at the moment. That's fine. I'm not selling him for what I think he's valued. Exactly. He may be valued like this right now but come you know, a month into the season. Keep Trey Cup might have him as wide receiver 36, but I've got him valued as wide receiver 16. Exactly. A little bit of trying to tell the future. Right. Speak it into existence. So I'll, I'll hold. Either you're going to pay me what I value him, as, him at or what I think he's going to be valued at, or you can come back to what everybody else values the same as me if he hopefully blows up. Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's risk versus reward. I get that you want to pay his current market value, but I don't have him for sale for the current market value because I think he's going to blow up. He well, does blow up, and you're going to come chase and ask for him again anyways, and I'm going to tell you, look, his price was for a value sixteen. Now he's a value of eight. Right, you, you got to pay that tax. Now you're crawling back. Yeah. Now you're going to pay even more. But obviously, you want him because you think he's going to break out as well. Right. 
Which, I, I get it. Buy it before the breakout, absolutely. But sometimes you're just talking to the wrong manager. Yeah. Someone's under the same belief I'm betting on the same bet you are. I just, I have him. So you're going to have to outpay me. Just like when I'm trying to get Bateman as a throw in a different league and fucking go figure out of 12 managers ran into the only other Bateman believer still. Right. Well, that's not going to work. <laughs> not a throw in. That's a key piece. That's a cog. If he was on your team, he'd be a throw in. Oh, yeah. I'm out on him. For sure. Been an easy deal to make. I got to take my bait. I mean, I'd probably take the fact that I know you like him into account and want a little bit more, but yeah, he's basically a throw in. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to expect anything crazy back in him. Um, but that same guy that uh, you were talking to about, uh, Jalen Waddle, uh, him and I have been messaging back and forth, and he's he sent me some trades. Same guy I've talked about before, told him that if I'm trading away, valuable assets that are still relatively young. You know, like it's not like they're on the the end of their careers, but right, you know, right. late twenties. Mid late twenties. You know, like a young asset and some draft some some good draft capital. Well he sent me let me take that back. He wants my Derek Carr and Mark Andrews. So I mean decent little two piece. Mark mm-hmm. Andrews top Four, yeah, top four, tight end. Uh, Derek Carr, I don't know where I've where do I have him ranked. Probably borderline top twenty. Yeah, twenty-three. Yeah. He wants to give me Jake Ferguson, Luke Schoonmaker, a twenty-five second, and Zay Jones. So I, he said, change it to a second round pick. I'm, I'm just gonna read verbatim what I said back. I said, yeah, man, I think our values are way off here. If I'm trading away nice assets, I want I want young pieces and decent draft capital. A second two years from now for a top three tight end isn't that. Zay Jones is valueless to me. I wouldn't take this offer for Mark Andrews alone. Yeah, Zay Jones gets knocked down slightly with Calvin Ridley, although Marvin Jones Jr. did leave. So he'll still have a role, but it won't be as big and he's, productive he's, as what he did have. He's valueless to me. I mean, he's on his second year. He could be cut after this year for nothing, basically. Yeah. And then, obviously, the platoon tight end, Jake Ferguson, they have they showed what they thought of him when they drafted Schoonmaker in the second. Right. 25 second. Not for that deal, no. Maybe for Derek Carr, 25 second and something else, possibly, on your type of rebuild. But yeah, that does nothing for Mark Andrews. No. And this is, of course, tight end premium league. Right. Like, offer like that is just nonsense, uh, to put it nicely. I've, I've explicitly said the same young pieces in draft capital. I mean, this is probably the fourth or fifth time. At this point, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. <laughs> you and I have talked about stuff like this plenty of times, but this is where, like, I wish I could just, like automatically delete or automatically like they wish there was a feature on sleeper that was like this owner or this manager is not accepting trade requests from you at this time right yeah we you, talked you know about that mean? plenty of times cause like if that was the, I would put him on that list I would I would make sure that he couldn't send me shit no more because you're obviously not listening to what I say but you're just not listening if you're not gonna listen and hear what I have to say and offer me what I'm saying leave me the hell alone yeah, and he, you know, the rule in my leagues is 
we're paid two we paid two years up front, so we're always one year paid ahead required. And then it's any years after that, you're fine to trade, you just gotta pay the league fee for that season right away. Right. No matter what it's a first or fifth round pick. If you, you trade away any yeah. draft capital, you're paying for that season no matter what. The way it should be and always will be. I think this guy is under the impression because he has his full complement of 25 picks. I think he's under the impression that if yo if I trade away a second, maybe I don't want to pay for it. Now, where's so obviously that type of deal would at least call for a 20 for his top first round pick to be involved, which would be his 25 first, and he chose not to include it. I mean, for whatever reason. I hate to break it to anybody, but if I'm trading with Mark Andrews, I'm needing a first plus. Yeah. I'm in a tight end premium league. That's what I need. It's, I'd be pretty happy with like Mark Andrews for a first plus, and then I like Schoonmaker. Yeah. I might not be too terrible. A little cowboy fan in there. I might need a little bit more, but a, a, a high-value draft pick, a high draft pick, and maybe something else light. I mean, we're, we're in the ballpark. Yeah, I mean, Schoonmaker is probably drafted in the fourth round, maybe fifth of our draft. Yeah. I, I, I would Ferguson want... Ferguson was waiver fodder. Same with Say Jones, probably a late, late pick. I'd I, I tell you what would for sure get it done. If you had a guy, if it was like, let's say, Sam Porter might be too much. Let's say Luke Musgraves or Sam Laporta in a first. I'd be fucking happy. I bet you would be. I'd be fucking happy. I thought about poaching Andrews but, off of you, but well, I mean, Mark Andrews is old. I would I would rather have a young dark throw plus a first, and then maybe something else small than a <clears throat> more or less immediate replacement for him. Yeah, and you're looking at what? Probably a two-year rebuild. Two rebuild. Yeah. So, in my opinion, Schoonmaker first and something else light would probably be better. That way, you know, I have a couple more dart throws to to throw. Yeah, the guy has no 24 first, so it's going to have to be more. If it's a 25 first, it's definitely... If it was a 24 first, we'd be even closer. But being a 25 first, that's, that's two years out. Not, yeah. I'm not a very patient person. I, I will adjust values depending on how far out the draft pick is. Yeah, and he's not even offering that one on the table. No, the 25... That, the trade he sent is stupid. It's, he, so, he, did so reply, he did reply back. He said, how about we start off with what you need or want return? Otherwise, I'm just over here guessing away. I have 25 first and a ton of young assets too. Have a load of young running backs, which I'm going to rebuild. I don't want young running backs. Right. Tight ends and wide receivers. Zach Charbonnet, Devin A. Chain, Jalen Warren, King J. Miller, Evan Hall, Deuce Vaughn, King J. Did I read that already? Oh, Zay Jones, Romeo Dobbs, Jalen Waddle. Probably won't move him unless it's inc- incredible. Jake Ferguson, Luke Schumacher said the, op- the options are endless. Like I can, I can get what you're saying, buddy, but I'm not interested in any of those guys outside of... Waddle. Right. And for that, you're going to pay up for him. And I'm not, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Jalen Waddle's going to put more points on my team. That's not what I want. Right. So we're looking for here, buddy. We're looking for draft capital. And dark and throws. guys that aren't producing it. And dark throws. Right. Basically dark throws. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna reply back to him, tell him to send that original trade over if he's looking for it, and then I'll I'll decide if I want to pull the trigger on it still, which I think I do with the main model. And I think my infinity for him currently is going to trump everything else in that deal. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I hear you on that. But we will go ahead and move on to some completed trades. This in this particular league, it's a twelve team super flex. Uh, it's .5 PPR, one PPR for tight ends. Start ten. Just a small trade. Uh, John Mechie was acquired for Nico Collins and Tyler Huntley. So you get Huntley as a handcuff backup, possible future starter after this year, maybe a bridge type of guy, and then take your pick of whichever Texans receiver you really like more. I personally like Nico more. I do, currently. Absolutely. But Mechie was coming out before he had the unfortunate cancer diagnosis. His last two years at Bama, he was hyped up pretty pretty well. Yeah. So we'll see if he's lost a step, if he's still got it. Remains to be seen, but right now, I'll take Nico and the free Tyler Huntley. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean Tyler Huntley could be... Next year, not this year, but you know, in 2024, Geno Smith. Right, he could have possibly been the Raven starter this year if things shook out differently. Right. So that one's a easy peasy. Yeah, it's Nico and Huntley. It's me, it's not even close, but. And then this one, this one's very interesting. We have another 12 team Superflex. This one is tiered PPR, start 10, but only one running back. So keep that in mind here as we go through it. Yeah. One running back that you have to start, and that's it. We have Saquon Barkley and a 24 first being acquired for Kendra Miller, a 24 first, and a 25 first. Uh, I can tell you the first that came along with Saquon is likely to be 110 through 112. So just a pick swap for an earlier 24 first projected. And then you get a 25 first in Kendra Miller. I think it's a pretty hefty price to pay for Saquon in a run one running back league. I'd probably keep Kendra Miller. Yeah, I'd keep Kendra in my two first. Yeah. For that price. I mean, I get that the guy that's uh traded away Saquon. I don't I mean, this guy that traded away Saquon, Saquon's in a fucking full fire cell. Yeah. I, I actually made that deal we talked about last week and trade away uh, Roshan Johnson and 24 first for T. Higgins to him. I pulled the trigger on it. And he has like 10 draft picks in the next two, well, that's not hard, but he has 10 draft picks in the 24 class. Yeah. He's got like five first, <clears throat> three or four seconds. He's got almost 10 picks in the first two rounds. I mean, this is just a pick swapping projectively increasing his position in the first round for one of his picks. I don't know. I mean, I was going to go for Saquon and try to acquire him and push my chips in a little further, but I'm glad I did that this is kind of fucking pricey once in a one running back league. Right. If we're looking at a regular two running back league with multiple flexes, not not a bad price to pay for him in my opinion. Yeah. But if you only have to start one, I mean, it's, yep. I think we're both on the hero RB Strategy. And I, I have Jameer Gibbs. Right. So that's my hero. Don't need nobody. Right. A younger younger Saquon, basically. 
I mean, you're pick swapping and giving a Kendra Miller and a 25 first for Saquon. That's a pretty good price to pay in a normal two running back league. I'd be happy to get him for that if I'm a rather strong contender. Yeah. And so. that the Kendra Miller plus the extra pick fits this guy that's, like you said, fire sale and it fits his, his strategy playing for not this year but next year. Yeah. So The fact he was able to get that out of Saquon is... Nuts. I, I gave Saquon to him, but I only got a fucking single first for him. Right. I had JT, Saquon, and Jacobs on this team. In the last season. And I traded them all. I forget what I traded JT for. But it was a package. But Saquon and Jacobs both went for a single first. Due to it being one running back. And I was happy as shit to even get a first out of them. Right. Unfortunately, that was like the 112 and like the 109 or something. It wasn't very good. But moving on, another consensus. We'd rather have Kendra in the two picks over Saquon in the one pick. And then moving on to a, another 12-team superplex, tiered PPR, normal two running back, three wide receivers, start 11, so a little bit deeper. We got Drake London in a 24-second being acquired for Austin Eckler and Jordan Love. Now this one I, I'm a little bit torn on. I'm extremely torn. Um, simply because of Superflex, I think I'm going to go Eckler and Jordan Love. I love Drake London. I've got him ranked like top 14. If that I, was a 24 first, I'd be on the yeah, London side. Ex- exactly. That's where I was going next. If it wasn't a second, if it was a first, it'd be London and it'd be a long, it'd be not even close. Yeah, yeah. Superflex, Jordan Love, and then Eckler. Still Eckler's got a few top, good top 10 left. running back. Yeah. You can still trade him for some decent capital. I've got him as RB8 in our combined rankings. Yeah. Got to go with the quarterback and the, the stud running back here. And I believe that guy's probably going for one now. Yeah. Right. It's close. I mean, it's really close. Like you said, if that, if that was the first instead of a second, it'd be London in the first and not close. Yeah. So that, that wraps up our uh, trades. Only had three from this past week plus. Like I said, I acquired T. Higgins for Roshan Johnson at 24 first. We talked about that on the show last week, and I think you sent the offer last week on the show, didn't you? I think I did after the show, because I kept racking my brain. I was like, am I really going to allow Roshan Johnson break up a deal for T. Higgins? And it's only a one running back league. Granted, my RB depth is complete dog shit. But this guy's a Bears fan as well, so that's probably why I wanted Roshan. Yeah, I'll take advantage of fandom all day if, if you let me. And I, although he might take advantage of my Bengal fandom, but twenty four first and Roshan Johnson, and gets a oh, simple price to pay. Yeah, so I, you're welcome for that tip. Yeah, I was, I've been trying to get T, some T Higgins. T was not on the trade block. I've been trying to get some T Higgins, yeah. but he has been unacquirable so far. Oh. When he sent me T for a single first, I, I get that like my first is going to be bad next year because I'm, I'm rebuilding. Um, but to me, that screams he's attainable for a first. Yeah. And yeah. T Higgins for a first and something light is a smash all day long to me. Yeah. I, I tried to try to do the triple stack still. In the league we talked about earlier, the Jalen Waddle trade. I'm trying to get T to go with Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, damn it. Right. And the guy, he's not, he doesn't fucking answer me back at this point on T. Higgins. I've sent him multiple offers and asked him, 
what's it going to be, what else, and I don't get shit back from them. One of those typical fucking managers that piss you off at a dynasty league that doesn't want anything to do in the offseason, but as soon as preseason hits and the season's about to kick off, then they come around. Exactly. Yeah. Like, motherfucker, this is a redraft. Get your ass in here in June. We just had a draft. At least check three in weeks ago. every week. It, yeah, because this guy didn't the, check in for like two months in the chat. People the were like... Absolute minimum every week. Yeah, I know there are many leagues out there. They do have... Mostly at MFL, because you can check when last, someone last, last log in. logged into the league. Right. I know a lot of leagues do have something like that. Like, it's mandatory. you got to check your, your team twice a week or once a week in the off season. You can't get away going weeks and months without looking. Right. Which I wish Sleeper had something similar other than looking through the league chat. I mean, I guess you could sit there and put in the the bylaws that um, you have to write something in the chat once a week. Or you need to check the chat once a week and you can just check to see people's pictures. There's something, but it's not going to be... Like thorough, like MFL. Right, not to be easy just to go look. Yeah. But I thought about putting something in there because we do have handful of owners like this across a few leagues that off season they're just they're not there, and that's. I, I know to be because I'm more active than you are during the off season and trading and stuff. It's super annoying when you can't even have a negotiation with someone because they don't check their fucking shit. And around like between. Or after, like, our rookie drafts, it, basically this time of year, end of May through June, through June, um, I'd probably check twice, three times a week. Um, I'm getting better. I used to be one of the guys that well, fuck yeah, would, you did. would only check once every other week or so. Um, and working on it. I'm, I'm better than I was, and I still have room to go, but, you know, I'm... I am trying to be more active in the off season and actually make trade. I mean, I'm, I made a trade not you know, two weeks ago, and I'm still trying to make a trade. I mean, I'm talking. It's just the guy's hard headed. He's not listening. I, I give you respect. He's persistent, but that's about all he's getting from me. Yeah, I'm I'm a degenerate through and through. I'm fucking on sleeper and in my leagues all day, every day, multiple times a day. Whether it's looking at my team and thinking of sending out a trade offer, sending out a trade offer. I at least once a day. I look at each league one time. There's no way around it for me. I'm checking mine a lot more in the Foot Clan league because I'm trying to unload my team and rebuild. So yeah. I, and that one I am checking fairly religiously. Yeah, like the Debbie league. <clears throat> the Debbie league. I'm not in a whole hell of a lot. It's, to me, not really a, a lot going on. Um, yeah, I'm out for this year. I'm playing for 2024 and. Right. I still check it once a day just to make sure I didn't miss something on the trade block or something like that, but that's about it. I don't spend too much time strategizing there right now because I'm just... You're just waiting for the time to come. <laughs> I'm waiting for this season to be over with in there, and that's it. Right. I don't have too many moves left to make with the assets I have. No, I mean, you're just... I, I mean, next season you got a really good class coming in, but really the season after that, when all those guys are second-year players, just probably going to be your time to shine. Ooh, I got Drew Aller in that one, too. Yes. I forgot. Yeah. So the future is looking bright. Nice. And I can't wait. And I can't remember what Debbies I have in that league. Yeah, Will Shipley. I do. He was, uh, and Brock Bowers. You got Blake Murphy. Because you panicked. 
I did. I fucked up. I think that I, I think I explained that on the show. Yeah, you did. I was yeah. trying to, uh, yeah, trying to take Dante more and didn't realize that the Debbie sheet would kept up with the chat and I was like, oh shit. And then it, I felt bad because you and I were talking about Malik Murphy and you were like, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna sneak him in one of my last picks and I was like, Malik Murphy. He's on my mind. Well, that's why I have a co-commission that league to help me update shit. But wait a minute. That's fucking co-commissions. You did update I shit. I sure as shit updated it after that. Yeah, I got in there and saw there was different abbreviations yeah. and names. T-T-U-N-T-O-S-U. Yeah, there's like... Some shit just wasn't typed out in the same section. I always type it. I'm like, what the fuck happened here? Because I remember a league mate, was, he added me. He was like, oh... I forget what it was, but it was basically a piss off because he saw I put you put a TTU in for Blake Corum, and he's a Michigan fan as well. Oh, right. I'm like, huh, I blame this guy. I didn't do that. I'm a Michigan man, too. Right. Wasn't me. I like oh, that league. I'm out for this season. I don't check. But all my other ones I have aspirations and plans for. So I've been there. Ah, yes. Brock Bowers, Will Shipley, Drake May, John T. Cook, Malik Murphy, and Brandon Ennis. Pretty good. Pretty let, me good read, let me read yours. Quinn Ewers, Xavier Worthy, Caleb Williams, MHJ, Zachariah Branch, Drew Aller, Cedric Baxter Jr., and Keon Coleman. Mm. Oh, that's nasty. That's if they pay it out, of course, but that's I, I mean, in in value right now, I mean, that's fucking nasty. That's gross. I think I got two, two for sures, Caleb and Marvin. I mean, realistically, yeah, that that's it. I mean, we're both really high on Quinn having a big year this year, along with Xavier Worthy. Um, I think we're we're both high on Zachariah Branch, but he's a couple years out. If I had Same. to pick a third for sure, I, it would be it would be Branch. I know he's a freshman, hasn't played, but I I get Tyreek Hill vibes, and yeah, I, I, I was in on Tyreek Hill very early in his career. See if I had, if I had to pick a third, Xavier Worthy. He's my wide receiver too in twenty four. Well, again, but yeah, but I think fourth would be Branch, and fifth would be Aller. Yeah, you know I, me and them damn QBs. Yeah, we are the polar opposite of the Debbie consensus. They don't want Debbie quarterbacks, and I I want them all. There's the longest shelf life. Why not go for them? And they can hit that. They can bring back the most value and value in the quickest way. Like Drew Aller shows out. and... I don't give a fuck who he plays week one. He goes out there and looks damn good. Well, perfect, perfect example. Drake May wasn't taken last year. We I, like what we've just read I, earlier. I took him. I took him right. I took him this year. I I got him. What Debbie pick? Whatever three or whatever, whatever it was. Like we read earlier, we are starting our own. You know, we're gonna we're in the process of making our own Discord. It's just about finished and setting up a Patreon and. Bringing some uh, like mock draft ADP that we've done, as well as we will involve our patrons in our mock draft ADP. And we were just uh, playing with our sheet and trying to figure out what's the best way to put our average formula in. And went to trust the old Destination Debbie, my favorite resource. Looked at their ADP to see how it was calculated. And just looking back to last year, Drake May in August was pick 60 overall. September, he went up to 22. And then in October, he was up to 12. So like that, things, even last year, changed so quickly for someone in a position of Drew Aller. It went from a dark throw in the last round to a first-round pick. 
right. within three months. Right. That's why I want the Debbie quarterbacks because I could quickly flip that for something meaningful. Maybe meaningful and prove on the NFL side, which is what you want to do with your Debbies. You want to flip them for proven NFL talent. Right. And the quarterbacks the quickest way to do that outside of maybe the running backs. Yeah. Uh, running which backs. Is also why I took yeah. Cedric Baxter Jr. Right. Absolutely. So there's a, there's a method to the madness, although most people don't agree agree with that or don't like to play by that strategy. Nothing wrong with that. That's fair enough. Different strokes for different folks. Like the zig when people zag or zag when people zig, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's fair is fair, but they don't have to be big-name guys. No. No, they don't. Like Keon Coleman, I wanted another... I forget who my wide receivers are. I think I have Drake London and Traylon Burks. Yeah, like the... The B. Dutton guy. Oh, man, he's an Alabama homer through and through. Oh, but, I mean, he's got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. He's got 14 Debbie guys. You keep in and, mind, we have a 10-man taxi squad. Your Debbie players are priority. If you have Debbie, they're on taxi. They come before rookies. Right. This guy has exceeded by four slots his taxi. Right. So just he's Debbie. got... He's got Devi guys in his active on his active bench. Yeah, that says something. And he's an Alabama fan. He's got what three? I know he's got Richard Young, Justice Hayes. I think he has Jason McClellan. Yeah, he's got Jacory Brooks, Jay, Justice Hayes, Jamarian Miller. Oh, that's right, Richard Young. That it? One, two, three. He's got four. Yep. And he had Jameer Gibbs last year. Yeah. But the the reason I was saying something, he's got 14 guys. He's only got two quarterbacks. He's got Michael Penix and Cade Klubnik. Yeah, and he took – I know Penix he took for sure late because he was talking about him in the chat that he'll take that dart throw at this point. I think he was a fourth rounder, maybe early fifth. Yeah. I, good for him. I, that Go for it, buddy. But then you look at us. I've got six guys and two of them are quarterbacks. You've got eight guys and three of them are quarterbacks. Yeah, so there's a method to the madness that I like to play by. Again, nothing wrong not going that way, but this is my preferred way to play as long as you know the draft falls right and a lot of other variables. But I this is my pretty much my go-to strategy for Debbie. Right. You're That's right why a Debbie dynasty startup for me would be very hard not to pull the trigger on like a Caleb Williams if he's sitting there at. 105, you know, if I can't get my hands on Burrow, Mahomes, or Hurts, I'm probably taking Caleb Williams. Josh Allen I'm not as big on. I just, I don't think he's going to be able to keep this up long term. Because there was another new up-and-coming Dynasty podcast show, uh, Dynasty Degenerates. They're like seven, or like six or seven episodes in, but they put out a decent amount of content on Twitter. They did um, keep trade cut. It was Mahomes, Allen Burrow. I put on that. I'm probably gonna be the only fucking outlier here. I cut Josh Allen. I traded Mahomes and I kept Burrow. Yeah, that's the fandom. Uh, maybe, but Mahomes is gonna bring you back the most value. And I think he's also gonna score the most points. He is. But he can get a fucking... If he can get market value of what people think Mahomes is worth, I think it's a no-brainer. He's still have a top-four quarterback in Burrow. 
And I think Burrow is going to be elite longer than Josh Allen. And put up more points than Josh Allen's going to. I mean, I, I get why you're... I get why you're justifying it, but I would switch Mahomes for Burrow. I can see. I mean, because I think you can't really I think I think you're no right. I mean, you, you trade any of them, you're gonna get a fuck ton. Yeah, Mahomes is gonna score the most. You keep him, you're still gonna. I, I think it's marginal value wise in return between Burrow and Mahomes. Give me the points. I'd rather have the extra eighty points on the season compared to maybe. And it's second-round second value. It depends how you like to play. If you want to play leverage, you take the extra pick, the extra assets. Like you said, if you want them, which, you know, like I said, the value is marginal, but also the 80 points across the season is marginal as well. That's what? Five points a game. Yeah. Four and some change. So if you go out there averages, it's really not. not you're not really going to notice it on a week-by-week basis necessarily. You're probably not going to win or lose too many games by the this difference of their points. It's five points exactly. I, I mean, it's it's not even that much. Like it's not eighty points difference. I wouldn't say, but because I was just pulling those out of my ass. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, it's more than eighty points. But but back to before we wrap things up, just we went over some quarterbacks, went over handful of running backs uh, for their Devi and Dynasty combined rankings. Uh, Wide receiver, I found to be the hardest. Yeah, for myself too. For, yeah, there, there's just so many options, and I didn't know where to plug these Debbie guys in. That yeah, that's what I was uh, wrestling like, with. Myself. Outside of MHJ, I I think MHJ is is fucking obvious. I mean, he needs. I mean, I got a Buka sixteen. I know I have Xavier Worthy ranked ahead of him, but I think the NFL is going to value Buka more. Than worthy, at least coming in. See, and that's worthy. You got about twenty-one. I I think it's high for him, but if we're talking, let's see here, like worthy or yeah, twenty-one. Like worthy or Hollywood, you know, Chris Godwin, D Hop, fucking Jerry Judy. Deontay Johnson, Mike Williams, Terry McLaurin. I, I think I'd rather have Xavier Worthy over those guys at this point. Yeah, I had a really hard time plugging both those guys you said, Dan. Um, I've currently got them 41 and 42. I'm going to change that entirely because I'm looking at it now and I have Calvin Ridley at 35. It's you, way you off just base. Shitting all over him the last couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, it's, it's way off base. But if I were to put them somewhere now, so I've got Traylon at 25. It'd probably be right around there. Yeah. 26, 27, somewhere like that. Because I've got Devontae Smith, 26. Michael Pittman, 27. It'd probably be somewhere in that range. Because I would probably take both those guys over those two besides Traylon. Because I think Traylon breaks out this year. Yeah, after about the top... Probably about the top 40... Once we start getting like 45, 50, 55, mm-hmm. I think I'd rather just have the Debbie guys. And that's where I was kind of going at when I was originally making this list. Like 40, 41 and 42, like I said, I had a, a Mecca Buka and Xavier Worthy. At that point on, it was just going to start being a Debbie 
fest. Yeah. It was all going to be Debbie because I'd rather just roll into the Debbie guys. I mean, and we, Malik Neighbors is probably top 40 for me as well. I'm very high on him. Still Luther Burden, Evan Stewart, uh, Barry Brown, Antonio Williams, Troy Franklin. Adam Randall. And then Zachary Branch, where do you rank him at? I, I have him high. I'm not going to like it, but I have him very high. Redoing Especially this right now, he'd probably be like 37, 36. Uh, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm still higher. I'd have him about 26. And that is... I, I know that's rationally I think that's high, a, Yeah, I think that's a little rationally high. Um, that's about where I would have in Mekabuka and Xavier Worthy. So I think that's that's a little high for me, but, but again, you believe look, in him. If I'm looking at even like <laughs> QJ... I think I'd rather take Zachary Branch. You know, George Pickens, Trey Lawn, Christian Watson, Brandon QJ. Uh, QJ mm-hmm. in that range. I've got QJ at 19. I got him um, 28. I've got Jason 18, QJ at 19, Jordan Addison 20. Yeah, Jason is 15 for me. He's I bumped him up a little bit. I've got Ayuk at 17. Nope. John Dotson, Bateman, uh, Ridley, Jameson Williams, Ayuk. Right. I'd rather, I'd rather, even though he is a freshman, I'd rather take Zachary Branch over those guys. He might be a little faded for that, but. Shoot for the stars. Right. But that's how you value him right now, and if he hits, bam, boom. His value will be higher once he's drafted, of course. Right. And he, like Jalen Waddle, I think he, a lot of people learned from that mistake. Yeah. A lot of people didn't. I know he had the ankle injury and all that. But similar type of player, play styles. I think he'll be very official with his touches in college. Take a lot of yak balls to the house. Right. But I think we'll learn the mistake from Waddle kind of fading him. Whereas maybe people won't fade Zachary Branch as much because of what we've seen out of Waddle. Right. And he'll step in. More so a top 20, top 15 asset. Those guys immediately come in the league, typically come in and produce immediately. You know. Yeah. I I also, I mean, I know he's not as fast, but a guy like JSN, who's going to be extremely efficient when he does touch the ball, same thing, he's going to come in and have an immediate impact, which is why he's top 15, top 18 in our rankings. Exactly. Then we'll just touch on tight ends a little bit. I mean, it's not... Yeah, with Debbie, of course, the golden rules, you don't draft tight ends in Debbie. Kind of a lot of people don't want to hold on to that asset for so long. For one, holding on to Debbie. Then for two, waiting typically a handful of years for them to give you any of that production back on the NFL side. I feel like that's soon going to change. I think so. As well, Kyle Pitts. People may shit on him. He still dropped 1,000 yards as a rookie. I wouldn't be surprised if Brock Bowers does it. Uh, Jatavion Sanders, I think he'll have a really good rookie year and career. I think Kincaid's in for a good year. Michael Mayer's in for a good year. The tight ends that came in this year, there's a few that could bust into that top eight discussion. Oh, yeah. I think looking back, this is going to be one of the better overall. This class, 23 class. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. I've got, I've got, but I've got Brock Bowers at three. I'm assuming you do too. Behind Kelsey and Pitts, right? And I got Jatavion Sanders at 11. 
Same thing. Okay, it was tight in one. Yeah, same, man. Same thing. Bottom of my tier three. And then after him, my next Debbie would be uh, Mason Taylor, the son of Dolphins great Jason Taylor at 17. Tell you, if you haven't, if you don't know who Mason Taylor is, if you haven't watched any highlights or anything from him at LSU, watch him. This kid is going to fucking explode this year. He's going to, woo! He's going to dart up these rankings. My next tight end is Oscar Delp. Yeah, I have him higher than Oscar Delp. And you know, I, I love me some Oscar Delp. I think you're going to fall back in love with Oscar Delp this year. I probably won't once he gets some PT, absolutely, but. Mason Taylor. Mason Taylor, I feel like this year his value is going to depend a lot on Daniels. Yeah, and him and Daniels had a pretty good connection last year. Yeah. I think he'll be even greater with Boutte gone. I think Malik Neighbors takes a significant step up, though. See, that's the thing. Neighbors didn't play the best with Daniels. He still had 1,000 yards. He had a but, quiet 1,000 uh, yards. Yeah, he, he could have had a monster season if he had a better quarterback, a more accurate quarterback than Daniels. Yeah. If they... Like this year, I believe it's um, Nussmeyer, who mm-hmm. a lot of people think could be in the running to steal the job at some point from Daniels. He'd probably be better for neighbors. Yeah, more of a packet QB. Yeah, more yeah. accurate, putting on the money. But uh, neighbors is a hell of a guy, hell of a player. If he had a better quarterback, we'd probably be talking to him more of Ekbuka levels, in right. my opinion. I think yeah. he's that damn good and talented. He'd be in that discussion, top three guy. As long as he stops carrying guns on him. We'll be good to go. Be all right, right. As long as he don't come in the league like John Morant, we'll be okay. Yeah, paying it down with 25-game suspension today, and you hate to see it. No, you really do, and I hope he learns from it, man. I hope he doesn't do it again. That's all we can hope for, that he'll just take a step back, take a deep breath, just He's, reflect on it, and move you, on. And I hate to see shit like that happen. And John Morant, you know, in my prayers, you know, learn from it, grow from it. Don't be stupid. Yeah, whatever you're, you're playing, on. you're making millions of dollars playing a sport. Don't ruin that. You're a, should be an inspiration for those kids coming out of the projects and stuff, man. Just put put the thug bullshit down. Leave it alone. Yeah, I'm sure he's got plenty of you know personal things going on that people have no idea about or yeah. you know, demons of his own, one way or another. I'm sure. So yeah, hopefully he, he work, kicks work whatever. Through. Whatever's going on negatively for him in his life, and hopefully he can learn from this and be better for it, come back next season and game 26 and ball out like we know he can. And be right. one of the top well, point guards what, like that's he what, is. That's what frustrates me the most is, like, he is so talented. He's... Yeah. I mean, he has the basketball world in his hands. He could be this generation's Kobe. He, yeah, then he you see Zion that can't stay healthy, <clears> and now there's reports that... He has no relationship with the Pelicans, like, at all. Like, no personal relationship with the Pelicans. His teammates, they're just basketball players with him. There's not, there's no personal relationship. He's not close with anyone. There's nothing right. like that. He's all Zion, about him. Which, I can't blame him with how talented he is. And such, you know, again, talk about demons and things like that. Here's a guy who's one of the most talented players in the fucking world, and he can't stay on the damn court, so I can't imagine what he's going through himself. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, his body just keeps failing. It's which, you know maybe it has something to do with weight. That's what people blame it on. But we see other large players. Shaq, I, I know he was seven foot, but three hundred plus and doing what he did. They're always going to blame his weight on it. But Zion's been that way for four years. It's, right, he it's, was that way at Duke, and he was fine for the most part at Duke. 
Until he blew out that fucking shoe, then that's yeah. when an injury happened, but a shoe blew out. That's has nothing to do with his weight. Right. It was a bad shoe. Right. So, I mean, and he was that big and that husky for at least two years in high school. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he'll get he's still extremely fucking young. I think he'll get it together. It just might not be in New Orleans. No, it's yeah, it's it I'm with you on that. it's not gonna be there. There, that that bridge is too burnt. But yeah, we're we're gonna get the fuck out of here now. We've uh, gone about an hour forty on this one episode. This will be our lone episode for the week, I think. Given our current circumstances, I'll be hustling around all day tomorrow. Derek will be at work bright and early, so we'll be back next week with two episodes once again. Maybe continue some more in-depth Debbie Dynasty combined rankings and league type things. But like we mentioned earlier, we're getting a Patreon up and going soon uh steep peak will be five bucks one tier to get access to uh we're gonna have a discord a lot of the channel is going to be open to the public and free but we're gonna have a private channel with some additional features uh we're gonna do a trade show on youtube for your guys's trades submit them in the discord it'll give you the context and what we think of your trades in a separate bonus show just for that uh some other things within the Discord. You'll be able to partake with us in mock drafts to form our ADPs. You'll get our rankings for all five sections we have. More personal access to Derek and I through the Discord. And, you know, just a couple other things we got in the works, but it'll only be five bucks a month. You know, contribute to the show. That money will go back towards, you know, whatever costs we have associated with the podcast that we're paying for monthly, equipment, things like that. Yeah, at this point, it would be <clears throat> strictly paying for covering, making the show. Subscriptions and whatnot. We're yeah. not making money. We're we're losing money. <laughs> not not meaning that in a bad way, but we're we're bringing no money in, and we're spending money to, oh, for, yeah, to produce the show. I'm a part of uh, more fancy communities than Derek is, but I love the feel of being in a community with other like-minded individuals, and I'd like to start growing our own and. It'd be really cool, man. I feel like we put out, maybe not put out, but we have a lot of, I feel like our information and the way we, when we do put it out, is better, more relatable, has facts behind it, not just opinions, not just stats. It's, I feel like it's just better. I feel like what we provide is well-rounded. We take into account a lot of different variables, not just... I like this guy because I fucking like him in that sense. I like this guy because he had 110 catches on 160 targets for 1,200 yards and five touchdowns. Right. So we have more to offer than just these hour, hour and a half, couple episodes every week. We have much more we would like to provide in the fantasy world as well as to our listeners and people that do support us and listen to us. And we have some strong opinions. You're damn right we do. We just can't always express them all on here. Yeah. You interact with us. You'll know. But we're going to go ahead and get out of here now. And Of course, you can find us on Twitter at Gump7285, at D underscore K-O-C-H 9-3, and then the podcast on all social media at Gridiron underscore F-S. And then please be so generous. Leave us a rating review on Spotify, Apple, whatever you listen to us on. We'd appreciate any kind of feedback and ratings. So we'll see you guys again next week. See ya. Thank you.